Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradei Chelik Sheni, Hilchos Bechor Behema Tohera, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Hey. We dedicate the learning today. Lilo Nishmas Rebbe Liezer Reb Nasi Yaakov Harini Kaporas Mishkavoi. We're continuing on the topic of Yira, Paragraph Hey, Ki Iker Hashlemos Hiyira. Rav Nosson Zal says that real wholeness is Yira, Vize Iker Matan Torah, and this was one of the most important aspects of when Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai. Shenitna bekoilois ubrokim vekoil shoifar chazok moid. The Torah tells us that Matan Torah and Har Sinai took place with booming sounds, thunder, lightning. The sound of the shoifar was blasting very loud. Vayechrad kol haom, and the entire nation was trembling. Shenofaloz alehem emo veyira atzuma. There was an incredible amount of fear and and awe that, that came upon the Jewish people at that time. And as it says at the conclusion of Matan Torah, that the reason for all of this was so that you'll have fear of Hashem upon your faces so that you won't sin. So we see that it was all about Yira. And yet despite all of this, the Eitzahora overpowered the Jewish people after that to the point where he got us involved in the golden calf. Whereby the Jewish people wanted to draw upon themselves an evil Yira, Yira de Sitrachra. We find the Gemara uses the term Yira to refer to idols. As, as it says in Sanhedrin, page 67, There's an idol in this place, and it's called Yira. And so too in many other places. The, the solution for this was during the final 40-day period. Moshe Rabbeinu had several 40-day periods of tefillah, but during the final 40 days, which was from Rosh Chodesh Elul till Yom Kippur, Shehoyu Yemei Ratzon, which were days of appeasement, when Hashem allowed Himself to be appeased, Shehem Me'elul Ad Yom HaKippurim, Shehem Yemei Yira, and those are known <coughs> as days of Yira, because the holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and El that precedes it, it's all called Yomim Noiroim, days of awe. And the main tikkun of Rosh Hashanah, which is the first of the ten final days of this 40 day period, those ten days of tshuva. During Rosh Hashanah, we are drawing upon ourselves major, major yira through the sound of the shofar. Bechinas, as the pasuk says in the Navi Omois, can a shofar be blown in the city and the people won't tremble? So we see the shofar is all about yira pachad. And that's the main mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah. 
because Rosh Hashanah is the time of Pachad Yitzchak. And this is why in the Shemon Esrei that we say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the opening paragraph there is, where we're pleading with Hashem that Hashem should impose tremendous fear upon all of us. All of us should fear Him. Because the main solution for everything is this Yira. Hainu who is Noitzetus Moshiach. Rosh Hashanah is a time when there's the sparking of the light of Moshiach. Shehu Iker Malchus Digdusha. Moshiach is the ultimate representative of the Holy Kingdom. Shemam Shichen Umamlichen Hashanah, which we draw upon ourselves and we we crown Hashem on Rosh Hashanah. Bechinas, as we say again in the Shmon Esrei, Utsmichas Keren LeDovid Avdecha that the blossoming of a light for, for your servant David HaMelech, referring to Moshiach ben David. And Moshiach represents the epitome of the highest level of Yira. As it says in the Novi Yeshaya, speaking about Moshiach, He will have the aroma the smell of Yira Hashem. That's what Moshiach will be all about. Moshiach will be, will succeed in bringing an incredible high level awesome Yira to the world to the point where everyone will fulfill the Torah and the Jewish people will never reject our agreement with Hashem ever again. Kimavur become a psukim, as is expressed in many psukim in the Navi. And that's when we'll see the, the fulfillment to perfection of what it said by Matan Torah, what Hashem's intention was by Matan Torah. That all of this is so that we will have fear of Hashem upon our faces, so that we won't sin. And now, before Moshiach comes, we are drawing upon ourselves some of the light of this incredible high level of year of the future. We draw it on Rosh Hashanah through the power of the great tzaddikim that we travel to on Rosh Hashanah. And especially through the power of those tzaddikim who have already passed away, whereby we prostrate ourselves on their grave sites on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Because every true tzaddik is an aspect of Moshe Moshiach. And 
and, and these tzaddikim draw upon us now in each and every single generation this incredible, awesome, high level of yira, shenizke me'ato kulonu l'hizchazek b'ashem So that now, even before Moshiach comes, all of us should be zeichet to strengthen our relationship with Hashem and not to leave Hashem at all whatsoever. And this path, Moshe Rabbeinu started to draw upon us during those final 40 days when he was mispalal for Hashem to forgive us for the sin of the golden calf. And of those 40 days, the main ones are those last 10, May Rosh Hashanah, Ad Yom HaKippurim. Shehem Gemar Horaboim Yom Achroinim. That's the end of those final 40 days. V'yalkein, B'Sefer Dvorim, B'Parsha Sekev, Achar Shesiper Me'inyen Horaboim Yomim Achroinim. And therefore we find in Chumash Dvorim, Parsha Sekev, after Moshe Rabbeinu reminds the Jews of those last, that final 40-day period that he was mispalel for the forgiveness for the Egel Azov, as it says there, that at that time, Hashem said to me, carve out for yourself a new set of luchos. And I stood there on top of the mountain like the first days, 40 days. Immediately after Moshe Rabbeinu speaks about that final 40-day period, Omar, he says, And now, Yisrael, Jewish nation, What is Hashem asking of you? The only thing he's asking of you is to fear him, to respect him. Because during those final 40 days, Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished this. He drew upon Klal Yisrael an incredible level of Yira, holy Yira. And especially, especially on these days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Shoim Ramaz, when we say in the Shmon Esrei, Uvechein ten pachtacha. Ve'yira ilo v'nifla azois, mamshichim hatzadikim aleinu b'chol dor. And this incredible, awesome yira, the tzadikim draw upon us in every single generation. Ve'yikra atikim b'shleimus, yia alidei moshiach. However, the one who will really accomplish this to perfection will be Moshiach. Shenem boy, where the Torah says about Moshiach, v'horechoi be'yiras Hashem, that he will have this aroma of yiras Hashem. He'll be the epitome. And we, nowadays, start drawing this incredible high level of Yira upon us when we, re- when we read the four Parshiois before Pesach. Parsha Shkolim, Parsha Sporo, Parsha Sporim, Parsha Zohar, Parsha Sporo, Parsha Sachodesh. 
And during the holiday of Purim, Shemagdim emoisam koidem Pesach, these all precede Pesach, ki Purim v'arba parashiyos heim hachono Pesach, Because the holiday of Purim and those four special maftiras and haftoras that we read are a preparation for Pesach. Shehu Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is when we left Egypt, Sheikroi Hoyo Bishvila Kabbalah Satoira. And the, the main reason for leaving Egypt was to be able to receive the Torah, Kemoshe Kosov, as it says clearly, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, when you will take the nation out of Egypt, they will serve Hashem on this mountain, referring to Har Sinai. And now Rav Nosenzal starts explaining these four parshias and the holiday of Purim. Ki parsha shkolim heim bishvil korbonois v'hakomas hamishkan. The portion in the Torah in the beginning of parshas kisisa, which we read this last Shabbos, we read it as parsha sashavua. But next Shabbos we're going to read it as parsha shkolim, as the the maftir, the maftir. This parsha shkolim, where where the Moshe Rabbeinu collected the half shekels from the Jewish people in order to purchase korbonois and in order to build the Mishkan. And the Mishkan and the Beis Samikdosh are all about Yira. As Yaakov Avinu said, when he came to the site of the Beis Samikdosh, How awesome is this place, this site. And as we explained earlier, we explained earlier that all of the korbonas that were brought in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash were all about elevating from Behema to Adam. And Adam, we said, was the concept of Das, Bechinas Yira, which was the true high level of Yira when Yira is connected with Das. If you recall, we explained earlier that even an animal knows fear. If an animal got beaten in a certain place, or where an animal sees you lifting up a stick to hit it, the animal gets, gets afraid. But there, the, the yira is without das. And by us human beings, Hashem wants the yira to be with das. And that's what the korbanos are all about, elevating from behema to Adam, from yira nefula to yira with das. I and Shem look back where we spoke about this a few pages ago. And this also is related to the hundred posts of the Mishkan, which were purchased from these Shkolem also, which the Sifrei Kabbalah bring, that those Meadonim correspond to the hundred Brachos that Hashem wants us to recite every day. Bechinas klal hatfilois vahabrochis, which sums up, which encompasses all of the tfilois and brochis that we make throughout the day, sheklulim bemea brochis, which are included in these hundred brochis, shehem bechinas yira, which are yira, bechinas yiras Hashem hitishalol. Fear of Hashem is what gets a person to daven, tehila is tfila. And this is why our rabbis 
learned out that a Jew is supposed to make a hundred brachas every day from this pasuk. Which pasuk? Where Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jews, Mo Hashem What does Hashem ask of you? Kiim liyira. I believe it's brought that that pasuk has 100 letters in it, number one. And also the word Mo. The word Mo. No. I, I, I don't recall exactly. Ah, uh, uh, where, where the, the Gemara says again, Al Tikri Mo Elameo. That don't read it Mo, read it Meo, referring to the 100 brachas, like the Gemara says in Menachas, page 43. So again, that passage begins with Yira. Vi'ato Mo Hashem Kiim Yira. So that's the Shkolim, Parsha Shkolim. Then, the Shabbos before Purim, we read Parsha Zohar. U Parsha Zohar humechias Amolek, which is all about wiping out Amolek. Shehu Koifer, he's an atheist. Ve'enoi ma'amen shakol me'ashem He does not believe that everything is from Hashem. V'roitzeh l'salek ha'yira chas v'shom. Amolek wants to remove the yira from the Jewish people, the yira, holy yira, and to impose upon us the wrong type of yira, which is the, the underlying cause of all the different exiles. Because the Medrash tells us that Amolek is always the whip that Hashem uses to punish the Jewish people with. So again, Amolek is this yira, this be- wrong type of yira. Vuhu meyorom umafchidom tomid by yiroisanafulois. Amolek is the one who always imposes the wrong type of fear upon us. Yiroisnafulois. Vuchol his gabrusa chasvishon, kisharoya sheyisroel noiflem chasvishon, miyira digdusha. And what gives Amolek power? When he sees that we have fallen from holy Yira, from Yira for Hashem, Kemoshikosuf, as it says clearly there in Parsha Zohar, Vayezanev Becho Kol Hanecheshalem Acharecha, Viato Oyev Viogea, Veloy Yorelikim, that Amalek attacks the tail of the Jewish people, the weak ones who were weak and tired and did not have fear of Hashem, Veloy Yorelikim. And we have to always remember the story of Amalek in order to watch ourselves from him, in order to be careful to maintain our holy era so that Hashem won't use Amalek to impose the other kind of year on us. To wipe out any trace of Amalek in every generation and to draw upon ourselves holy yira, as it says at the end of Parshas B'Shalach, in the Torah portion that we read on Purim morning, Hashem places his hand on his throne to swear that Hashem wages war against Amalek in every generation. The throne of Hashem again represents the source of Yira, Bechinas Moira Malchus, 
the fear that one has for, ki- for the king. Everyone is filled with fear and awe by the throne of the king. And as it says actually in a Pasuk in Tehillim, that righteousness and justice are what support are the throne of Hashem, a fire goes before him. All of this is Yirah. And Hashem has lifted up his hand towards his throne, swearing that the name of Hashem is not complete and the throne of Hashem is not complete until every last vestige of Amalek will be wiped out. And by doing this, Hashem informed us, if the throne of Hashem is incomplete, it means fear of Hashem is not complete, until every trace of Amalek will be wiped out. Because what completes the name of Hashem and the throne of Hashem is Yira. Remember, the name of Hashem, Baruch Shem Kevoid Malchus The name of Hashem is Hashem's Malchus, which is Yira, Moira Shal Malchus. And the throne of Hashem, again, is Yira. As, as Rabbein Ezzel says in the chapter in the Kutimran that this halach is based on, Shedaika alidei ha-yira ishtelim shmo that it's through proper yira on our part that the name of Hashem is complete. It's brought that the word hakisei, hakisei, the throne of Hashem, is bigimatria elokim. And we know that Hashem's name elokim is the name of yira, Yosef HaTzadik said to Paroi, Esho Eloikim, Ani, I'm sorry, Yosef HaTzadik said to Paroi, to his brother, Esho Eloikim, Ani Yore, I fear Hashem. Okay, so we covered Parsha Shkolem, and we covered Parsha Zohar. Now we come to Purim. Question, a powerful question. Rav Nelson Zal saying that Hashem brings Amolek upon us as a stick to induce fear so that we should transform the lower fear into true fear of Hashem. But why didn't this work during the Holocaust? There were probably thousands of survivors that stopped observing mitzvahs, but almost no one who did tshuva. Rav Nosanzal speaks about this in a few places in Likut HaLochas, that even though when Hashem hits a person, when Hashem punishes a person, the reason he's doing it is to rehabilitate the person, to get the person to think, why is this happening to me? And that the person should come to the conclusion, it's because I'm far from Hashem, as it says in Pesukim in the Torah. Unfortunately, many people don't get the message. And they use it as an excuse to, to walk away from Hashem. I remember one time, when my Rebbe, Reb Michal Zuchanavrach, and I were walking to the Kaisel, and he was in deep thought, and he mentioned at the time, he was thinking about the situation that was going on at the time, and he said, Hashem, you saw that when you brought a Holocaust upon Klal Yisrael, it didn't bring too many new members. That did not bring many people to come close to you. 
So we see that for whatever reason, that, that doesn't work so much these days. On the contrary, if you'll show Ahavo and Chiba, you'll bring us close to you, you'll show love to Klal Yisrael, that will certainly bring all kinds of new members. So on one hand, we're being told that the purpose of the, the Yisurim is for us to wake up and realize, realize what that Hashem is reaching out to us to get us to wake up and turn around. We find by the brothers of Yosef HaTzadik, at one point in time, after Yosef HaTzadik was giving them a very, very hard time, and they didn't know yet who he was, they said, Hashem, why is Hashem doing this? To, Hashem is doing this to us. If you take a look in the Chumash there, they were tzaddik, they did realize it. They did realize that Hashem is doing this to us because we made a terrible mistake. We didn't listen to the cries of our brother when he was crying to us, etc. And there are some people that do get the message. I remember again, Reb Michal Zorhan telling a story about a Jew in Ukraine who was the one who led the kibbutz of Rosh Hashanah for a number of years under communist rule. He was the one who organized the gathering for Rosh Hashanah. Those days, the gathering meant 10, 15 people, period, who would go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah during communist times when it was a, a, a death threat. There was no question that if they were caught, they would be sent to Siberia or worse. And this, his name was Reb Zanvil, and this Reb Zanvil, Reb Michal knew him very well, and, and he said that this person grew up in a home, a religious home, and he was very bright, and he advanced in school. At that time, there weren't any Jewish religious schools because of communism closed all of those schools. So he went to secular school, and he rose through the ranks, and he became a major, major... Um, actor in theater in the Soviet Union at the time. And, and actors then, it was generally about, about making fun of religion, mocking religion, mocking other things. And at one point, like any major figure under communist rule, he ended up in jail, in prison. And he told Remichel that when he was in jail and prison at the time, he said to Hashem, I know why I'm here. I know what you want from me. If you get me out of here, I'll do it. And sure enough, in a miraculous way, he got out of prison and he became very religious. And he married a woman also very religious. Rabbi Michal described them like on the highest, highest level of Yerashamayim at that time. He was an example of a person who got the message, who took it the right way. There are people, the fact that we are here today, uh, the, Ashkenaz, the Ashkenaz community, many of us, is because our parents or grandparents, some of them didn't, didn't walk away from Hashem. They didn't stop observing mitzvahs as a result of the Holocaust. On the contrary, they came to America, they came to other countries, and they raised families. And a lot of the Torah that we have today, a lot of the yeshivas and shuls and everything, are the results of graduates of the Holocaust who did not let go of Hashem. They, they, they started, they, they made a new beginning, and they built the, the Jewish Ashkenaz world. Now Rav Nelson Sal is going to go into a, an incredible explanation regarding Purim. 
and give us a lot of important insights. Purim, and this is what the holiday of Purim is all about. Chomon wanted to impose upon the Jewish people a lot of Yiris Nefulois. We should be afraid of, of, of him. We should be afraid of people who are very rich and powerful. And Chomon commanded everyone to bow down to him. As if there's no Hashem. He's the, he's the idol. He wanted that people should bow down and be afraid of one who has greatness in this world. However, the, the Megillah tells us that Mordechai would not bend and would not bow to him. As the Medrash says, Ki Omar Shahu Mizera Binyamin. Mordechai Hatzadik said, I am a descendant of Binyamin, Shaloi Hishtachavela Esav, who did not bow down to Esav, even when Yaakov Avinu and the others bowed to Esav. Vialkain, Einloi Koyach Lahafchidoi Beiras Hanafulois. And therefore, Homon has no power over me to impose his Yiris Nefulois upon me. And the main place where Homon drew his power from was the fact that the Jews had unfortunately bowed to idols prior to that. An idol is the ultimate example of the wrong type of yira, fallen yira. Because as we quoted earlier, and here he gives us again, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, page 67, that an idol is called Yira. The idols represent the Yira of the other side. And by the Jews bowing to that, we, we went under that power. And another source from which Haman drew power was the fact that there were Jews who participated in the banquet of Achashverosh. Shehu gamkein pegam hayira, which is also a pegam in yira, kimavura bahatoira ritzua haysayoitza michelko yishol Yehuda, as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in the second half of Likud Imran, chapter 77, where Abenazal shows there that eating is a time of drawing upon oneself yira digdusha. She'ikar hayira nimsheches b'sha'as ha'achila digdusha. That when a person is eating properly, he, we draw upon ourselves he'oras ha'rotzayim, which is yira, ritzayim yireyav yase. Rotzayim generates this yira of kedusha when a person is eating properly. U'lehepech al-yidei achilas isur and unfortunately, when a person eats what they shouldn't be eating, then the holy yira becomes damaged. And Homon thought that the holy yira of the Jewish people fell down to such a low place that he can use the yira of the sitrachra against us.
שמשום תוקף כל הדינים רחמנו לצלם, which is the source of all harsh judgments, negative judgments and suffering, כידוע, as is known. ויאלקין רוצה להשמיד לארוי גולאבד, and that's why Haman wanted to destroy and annihilate the Jews at that time. מגוידל תוקף הדינים, as a result of the fact that he understood that there was major din against us, Alidei his Gabros Hayiris Hanafulaisos, which brought a, the, these Yiris Nefulais against us to be very powerful. Visovar Sha'imi Shayucha Lahalois Yiris Nefulais Kaila. And Paman thought that there isn't any tzaddik around now that's capable of elevating all of these Yiris Nefulais. And sweeten and eliminate such harsh negative judgments that were facing the Jewish people at that time as a result of the idol worship and eating from the Suda Vachashverosh. However, Hashem had Rachmonis on his nation. And he sent us these two great tzaddikim, Mordechai and Esther, Shezochu liyira ilo mo'oid mo'oid, who were zoichet to the highest, highest levels of yira, at shehoyo lahem koyach lahamshech betzaakosam v'tanisam, ha'yira ilo de'ilo, sheyamshech moshiach bo'ilam, whereby Mordechai and Esther had the power through their screaming and crying out to Hashem and through their fasting to draw the incredible high level of Yira that Moshiach will be bringing to the world. Shehi Bechinas Reach, which is associated with the sense of smell. Bechinas, as the Pesach says about Moshiach, Vohorechoi Beyiras Hashem. He will smell, he will have the aroma of Yiras Hashem. Shezeh Bechinas Mordechai Viester, and this is the secret of Mordechai and Esther, where the Gemara tells us their names show that they represent this incredible holy smell. Mordechai, the Gemara says, where is Mordechai mentioned in the Chumash? We had it in the read Torah portion that we read yesterday, Parshas Kisisa, where it speaks about the, the ingredients of the Shem and Amishcha, the ingredients of the Ktoiris, and one of them was Mor Droer, which is Besom Roish. The highest one of the spices in the Shem and Amishcha is Mor Droer, which the Targum says, Mor Dechai. Shehu Roish Lechol Horechois Vabsomim Shel Shem and Amishcha. That was the most important one of all the smells and perfumes that went into the Shem and Amishcha. Ve'ikr horeach ha'toiv hu bechinas yira. And when we speak about a wonderful smell, what is that? That is yira. Bechinas v'horeichoi be'yiras Hashem. Ve'kamuvan batoi retikutoi chocha, as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran. Ve'chein Esther nikreis hadasa. And we know that Esther had another name. The name was Hadassah al Shem Horeach Toiv. Hadassim have a good smell. Bechinas Isho Yiras Hashem. And again, she is the woman. Esther Amalka is the woman who represents Yiras Hashem. 
ועל כן, בשמן המשחה נזקצו כל מעשי המשכון וכלב והכהנים ומלוכים ובגדי כהונה. And this explains why it was this oil, this holy oil that had on it, in it this besomim roish that was used to anoint everything in the Mishkan, the Mishkan itself and all the kalim in Mishkan and the koyhanim and the kings and the garments that the koyhanim wore, all of it was smeared with this holy oil, with this yiras Hashem. Ki kol bechinas yira. Because all types of holiness are associated with Yira. Bechinas, Yiru es Hashem kedoshav ki ein machsor li Yira and Kedusha going together. Ki kol maise hamishkan hakol hoyu b'shvil lahamshech Yira gedoyla. Because everything about the Mishkan, the construction of the Mishkan and all the kalim in the Mishkan, were all to be able to draw major yira upon the Jewish people. And as a result of the incredible high level of yira that Mordechai HaTzadik was to draw, that's what empowered Mordechai to succeed in eliminating, destroying the klipa of Haman Amalek, not just during his time, but in all subsequent generations. To be able to eliminate in all generations the powerful Yerois Nefulois that Jewish people suffer from, all of the wrong types of fears and anxieties and phobias and stress, and to be able to draw upon each and every single Jew the awesome light that comes from this highest, highest Yira. And it's this incredible high-level Yira that will bring the coming of Moshiach and all Jews will return to Hashem from wherever they're at. Because this year that we're talking about now comes from an incredible high place of Seichel, Das, from such an incredible, holy, awesome, exalted place where there is nothing in existence that can damage it, that can spoil it in any way. And this is the incredible, incredible high-level light that shines on the holiday of Purim, which is not available any other time. As the Arizal says clearly in the Ayn the Arizal says that not on any Shabbos, not on Yontif, even though Shabbos is also Yira. We learned earlier, Bereshis is Yore Shabbos. <coughs> and, and we have all the negative commandments of Shabbos. And Yontif is also Yira. The Arizal says the Heorah of Purim is above Shabbos and above Yontif. Hainu, 
שנמשך עוז האורס חוכמה ושכל עליון כזה, on Purim we, we receive an incredible high level of חוכמה ושכל עד שהיירה בשלימוס עליון ונפלא כזה, which makes the יירה so perfect and so awesome to the point where that Yira combined with the Das is shining upon every single person in the world whatever level they're on. Because the effectiveness, the power of the Yira is dependent on Das. We brought Yira Sashem Reish's Das. We brought Psukim that connected them. So on Purim, when this incredible high level of Seichel Chachma shines down upon us, the Yira is also incredible. And we said that the four parashiyas in Purim are all a preparation for Pesach, Shehu Roish Leregolim, which is the beginning of the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Shehem Yemei Yira, which are days of respect and fear of Hashem. As Rabbi Nizal expounds on this in chapter 135, we know that the, the holidays commemorate Yitzias Mitzrayim, which was a revelation of Yira Dikdusha, all the miracles and plagues. <coughs> And the holidays are a time when the Malchus has a major aliyah. <coughs> Rabbi Nezal brings in Likut Imran in Torah Lamed and Kuf Lamed Hay, the Pasuk Vayhi L'Tshuva Sashana L'Eis Tseis Hamalochim, that <coughs> during the days of Tshuva of the year, and the Gemara says there it's Marames for the holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, when on each one of those holidays we're judged for different things. On Sukkot, we're judged regarding water. On Shavuos, we're judged regarding Tavua. On Pesach, we're judged regarding other things. And judgment is a concept of Yira. Hainu lekabola satoira. Shezeo ikaritzias mitzrayim. That the, the preparation, the Pesach, the, these, these, we said the four parashiyas and Purim are a preparation for Pesach. And the, which is the beginning of the holidays, which are all Yemei Yira, which is Kabbalah Satoira. Shezehu Iker Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was really all about. And the Torah tells us, Ki Chodor Kibluha that the Jews once again accepted the Torah during the time of Achashverosh. Kamashakosov, Kimu Vikiblu. It says in the Megillah, Kimu, they fulfilled. Kiblu and, and accepted. And the Gemara says, Kimu Mashe Kiblu Kvar. We reestablished what, we had, what, what had been established previously on Har Sinai. Vahakoil alitei toikev hayiro hoelyoina maoid shenemsheches mebechinas moshiach. And all of this is based on the incredible, awesome yira which, which we draw upon ourselves from moshiach. This is the light of Mordechai which shines upon us during Purim. 
And that, that's what enables us to really fulfill the Torah properly, so that we should never, ever again reject the Torah. Again, as it says by Matan Torah, that why the thunder and the lightning and all the, the mountain trembling? So that you'll have the fear of Hashem upon you, so that you'll, you won't sin again. Now a person hearing everything we said till now would think that Purim is a yontif of terror. Fear, terror. Now Rav Nosanzal adds that this is the incredible joy of Purim. Bechinas vegilu There's a Pesach and Tilim, rejoice with trembling. It's not a contradiction. It's possible for a person to have tremendous deep fear and respect for Hashem, which gives a person certain boundaries, and within those boundaries, the person is singing and dancing and drinking. Because the more that the Yira is greater and coming from a higher level of Das, the more the Simcha is greater. Remember, Simcha is associated with Keser, the crown, the highest, highest level of, of Das. The Pesach says, V'simchas oilam al roisham. They carry eternal joy on their heads. Al roisham, on the head is a crown. That Simcha is called the crown. The word besimcha is the letters Machshava, Machshava, Das, Seichel Dikdusha. So this incredible light of Chochmah and Seichel and Yira that comes down on Purim is what gives us this super joy of Purim. And now we understand why there's a special Torah reading on Purim, which is the reading of the Megillah, which, which, which is like Kriya Satoira, which is like when we're reading the Torah, which is all about Yira. Because the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch tell us that when the Torah is being read in Shul, Kitzrichen Lamoid Bashas Hakriya Be'emo Ve'yira Ve'reses Ve'ziya. A Jew is supposed to stand or sit. Rav Nosenthal doesn't mean literally, literally having to stand, as I heard from Rav Rosenfeld's There are people that are makpit to stand for Kriya Satoira, which is very good. And there are some people who, who can't stand that long, or their concentration sometimes is even better when they're sitting. But what he's saying is that a person is supposed to be positioned during the time that the Torah is being read with Ema, Yira, Reses, Vizia, with awe and fear, Kemoi Bishas Matan Torah. Exactly as the Torah describes the Jewish people when we receive the Torah on Har Sinai. Kemuva Bechol Hasforim, as is brought in all Sforim. That that's the attitude during Kriya Satoira, an attitude of awe, fear. So that there's no chance of people talking during Kriya Satoira or Chas Vishon taking it lightly in any way. And now on Purim, 
we draw that yira upon ourselves combined with an incredible high level of seichel through the reading of the Megillah, which is Persume Nisa, which is blasting a message to everybody about the great miracle of Purim. Shemefarsim, what are we, what's the message that we're blasting when we read the Megillah? She'ein lehisyore mishum adam, u mishum The message in the Megillah is that there was an Achashverosh who was very powerful, and he had a wife, Vashti, who, the queen, who was very powerful. She enslaved all the Jewish women. And there was a Haman who was powerful, and his ten sons, and all the people that were with them. And all of them got beaten to a... All of them got smashed to bits by Hashem. And therefore, we, the Jewish people, don't have to be afraid of anyone. We don't have to be afraid of anything in the world. Only afraid of Hashem. As all of us see expressed in the Megillah, the incredible, awesome miracle of Purim, the total downfall of Haman, and the greatness of Mordechai. And this is why the Megillah says very clearly, Many of the Goyim at that time converted to Judaism, because the fear of Mordechai fell upon them. Note, Pachad Mordechai Daika, Bechinas Yira Ilo, the Pachad of Mordechai. Mordechai represents this incredible high level of Das and Seichel of Kedusha, which is, which is this Yira, Pachad, that Mordechai was the, the, the Yira de Kedusha, a taste of the Yira of Moshiach. Now note, the Arizal says that Mordechai is Bigimatria Rav Chesed. Mem, Reish, Dalet, 244 and 30 is 274. Rav Chesed, exactly, which is one of the 13 attributes of kindness. And that's the one that, that says super kind, Rav Chesed, super kindness. So what are you telling me that Mordechai is hero? The answer is, Mordechai HaTzadik is both. Mordechai HaTzadik, through his Yira of Kedusha, was able to tap into the highest, highest level of Chesed and, and be Mamtik Vidin against the Jewish people completely, completely at the time. Again, Seichel is coming, is Chachma, is one more than Chesed. Mordechai HaTzadik combined the most powerful aspects of both, to be able to bring about the, the miracle of Purim. Any questions, please? How can we manage to experience this Yira on Purim? It's such an action-packed day. It's very easy to get totally distracted. Number one, by hearing the Megillah read properly in a Breslov shul or in a shul where they read it properly, where the person reading it is, is, knows a little bit about this, and realizes the awesomeness of this story, the awesomeness of what took place on Purim, how the Megillah starts speaking about how powerful, how great Achashverosh is. He rules over 127 countries, and he's able to make a banquet of 180 days, and all the wealth of the world is under his control. And to see the whole story unravel, and to see the, the greatness of the Tzadikim, Mordechai and Esther, 
and by performing the mitzvahs of Purim properly, and again, by learning the Breslov Svarim, by learning the Likute Alochais, and getting a real insight and understanding of what this holiday is all about, what wine, wine is, yein malchus, wine is malchus, it's yira dikdusha, all of these things are yira, and, and there's in Likute Tfilois, there's a Tfila in the second half of Likute Tfilois, I believe it's Tfila 34, if I'm not mistaken, a fabulous tefillah on the topic of Purim. If you can check the index, mostly Kudai Tefillahs have an index. These are all, and by preparing, we have time now to prepare for this yantif, to plead with Hashem that we should be zechet to accept this yantif properly and to fulfill all the mitzvahs of this yantif properly and to get all the benefits, the yira, the kedusha, the ava, all the benefits or the, the incredible lights that we can get on Purim. In Breslov, Purim is something unbelievable. The night of Purim, because the Shulchan Aruch says, Kol yad that anyone who puts out their hand, you're supposed to give them on Purim. So Purim is an incredible time for tefillah, to put out our hand to Hashem, to ask Hashem. And there are buses, buses of Breslovers that are organized from the different shuls, to go out for chatzois, to go midnight, either to Kivrei Tzadikim or to the field for special tefillah on the night of Purim. In addition, Purim is one of the days when the Baal Shem Tov instituted that one should daven v'sikin, one should daven nates on Purim. So these are some of the things that remind us that it's not just fun. Purim is not, that Purim is an awesome, awesome holiday, very, very great. To, to absorb what we're learning and to be able to apply it fully, Mitzvah Shem. So when do you sleep, Rav Nassim? Sleep quick. Rav Nassim Zal said he, he knew how people, there are people who eat fast, there are people who talk fast. He slept quick. The answer is there is time to sleep still. In other words, uh, before Chatzos, if a person hears the Megillah right away at Seisakochavim, and then goes to sleep for possible two, three hours before Chatzot. Chatzot now is at about 12 o'clock. And then a person can be up for an hour or two, whatever it is, and go to sleep for a couple of hours before nights also. And then in the morning, a person could sleep if needed. To enjoy, to really enjoy and get all the benefits of every day, especially such a day. It's a shame.